Are you sick of major sports networks bashing athletes to help their bottom line? Do you want reliable information on sporting events and controversies? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to another episode of The Pound Perspective. Episode 34 is here, y'all. Got a lot of sports to talk about, um, even though it is that dead period like me and Red said, of course. Red, welcome back. Oh, yeah. What's up, y'all? Yes, What's sir. Up? Got the co-host here. Um, obviously, the biggest thing this week was the NCAA World Series Championship. It's over. Omaha is done. The LSU Tigers took home their championship first since 2009, their seventh in university history. I almost said franchise. Um, but uh, they took home their seventh uh, on Monday. It was an amazing series, maybe amazing World Series overall, and we'll, uh, uh, we'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about some NBA offseason. We're full swing Friday Tomorrow at 5 p.m. is when it officially starts. That's when the mayhem can uh, uh, start, at least. And uh, it's already started to, to happen. Uh, people are declining their oh, options. Yeah. Teams are declining options. Players are starting to ask for trades. So and You know they've been talking for at least at least a month. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> this is all not new. Everyone knows what's going to happen here. And the, the biggest thing is the new salary cap, the luxury tax. We're not going to be seeing super teams, I don't think, unless Kyrie has uh, uh, other things on his mind. We'll all get uh, get to that sooner uh, rather than later. And then we'll have a little bit of an NFL talk. There's some things to talk about, um, even though uh, the season's still got some time to get there. But there's some uh, there's some names out there when it comes to their free agents market, some uh, former stars. If you would use former, I don't know. Uh, they're still they're still pretty damn good. Um, and then uh, we'll talk about some uh, some allegations and violations around the league. Um, some players that did some no nos when it came to gambling. We'll obviously have uh, some opinions on that and stuff. But let's get into it. NCAA World Series championship. What a World Series! Omaha was special this year. I think every single game was good. I think there was only like one or two bad games. Um, I guess you could count the two championship games being bad, even though they were just absolute yeah. masterclasses on offense. And then there was just a couple of bad games besides that. Besides, besides those couple games, man, I think every single game was just special, amazing, classics. One of the best Omaha just overall I've seen in a long, long time. This is probably the first time in a couple years I've watched almost every single game as well. Um, so I got to got to witness every single moment in this one. Um, I'm gonna get right into it. Red over here didn't watch much of it, but he's gonna nope. get he's gonna have some opinions. He's gonna I have got some you. Opinion. I'm an average fan giving an average fan take right. Yeah, now. it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. The baseball was uh, is not Ethan's uh, favorite sport. We can uh, uh, we can all agree to that. Not mine either, but I do love some college baseball. Watch a lot of movies, man. Hey, movies. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. Just, we just make the, a movie podcast at this. Oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we do is talk about movies uh, before we start the pod. So, yeah. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, LSU, like I said, wins eighteen to four in Game Three, uh, earning that seventh championship. Wow, what a performance! The first game ended four to three. Um, 
Amazing contributions from Ty Floyd, LSU's pitcher, getting that game one victory. 17 strikeouts and eight innings pitched. Only allowed five hits. Um, that was unbelievable to watch. Um, just just crazy how much how, how he controlled that game um, throughout. And then Florida came out there and curb stomped the Tigers in game two. I mean, yeah. I have never. I've, I, for me, it's shocking what happened in game three after game two. I. I expected LSU to respond, but not in the way they did. 24 to 4, 23 hits, um, six runs in the third inning. It was over by then. It was it was already over. And then in the sixth, they had five runs. In the eighth, they had four runs. In the ninth, they had five more runs. That's ridiculous. Craziness. Craziness, man. Uh, there was six total home runs for Florida in that game. That's like when you're – Playing on the show, and you hit a fly ball, and you switch to the other team, and purposely miss <laughs> That's it. it. Yep, there you, you go. You win like twenty nine to yeah, one. I just bought the show today, actually. Hey. Very addicting, very hard game, man. Very addicting, but the minute you don't play it. Like two weeks. Yeah, that's just, yeah. You just won't play. That's it what I was about to say. Is like once I stop, give a couple of days off, I won't think about it. Uh, I am playing two K right now. I'm in the, the finals right now oh, with my yeah. players. So, oh, yeah. so I got to finish that out. We're playing the Philadelphia 76ers. That shows how unrealistic two K <laughs> is. Um, but let's get back into it. Uh, Twenty four to four. What an amazing performance by the uh, the Gators in that one. Uh, offensively was a masterclass. But like I said, the Tigers responded in a crazy way i don't think anyone could have projected how they would respond people still thought they could win but the in the way they did was very shocking 18 to 4 they actually out hit florida from game two they had 24 hits in that game um crazy just crazy uh, and they only had two home runs uh compared to the other six uh for florida um just another unbelievable performance and everyone talked about what we're going to see is paul Skeens was going to start Close the game. They didn't even need to pitch the best player in college right now. Um, and that dude, he's going to make a bag. Dylan Cruz oh, yeah. is going to make a bag for the both of those guys for LSU. I think those two guys might be the top two picks. And then the third pick mm-hmm. is yep. is on Florida in Langford. So, and he had an, an amazing, amazing World Series overall, not just the championship. That dude's special. That dude can hit a baseball, just, mm-hmm. the, just the laces off of it um, or the cover off of it, whatever it's called. Um, but I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, overall, just my thoughts. Like I said, it was one of the most special – one of the most special World Series I've ever seen um, when it came to every single team. I mean, when it got down to – it was Florida um, uh, Florida and TCU and uh, LSU and um, – was it Tennessee? And my goodness – or no, at LSU and Wake Forest, my bad. And, I mean, LSU and Wake Forest could have been the championship game. That could have been the championship yeah. game, and no one would have even been mad. Those games were special. Um, we got – Crazy pitching performances from Paul Skeens in that in that in that little two game stretch. LSU had to win both of those games uh, to move on to even get to the championship, and they pulled it off. Florida they suffered their only two losses in world in the World Series to LSU in the championship, going into the championship undefeated. That was ridiculous. There's only been a, a select amount of teams to pull that off, and obviously uh, they couldn't get the championship. And I'll tell you right now, Florida, that's. What they did this year was very impressive. Very, very impressive. There were, not, I mean, people knew they were good. They had players. They have guys. But 
it was it really felt like a two man race for a while between LSU and Wake Forest, and then Wake Forest took a just a leap in the middle of the season where it was like this pitching this pitching unit is unreal. Like this is the best pitching unit by far in the country. Can people hit on this team when it can, when it matters? Um, and then LSU and Florida both proved that offense this year specifically won championships. Um, it, it, like those two offenses were special in this World Series. Besides, game one was four to three, um, and that and it went that went eleven innings. You know that went that one went crazy deep, and that was another classic game. Um, so I mean, those are those are football scores. Yeah, really. yeah. Like, twenty four to four. Yeah, twenty four eighteen. Those are yeah. Those are those are football. Like eighteen scores. to four would be a very odd game, <laughs> yeah, but I it's mean, possible. It's possible. Two safeties. You never know. You know. Um, but I know you you don't got probably much to say about it, Red. Um, but did you have any you know takes overall in this uh, in this World Series, man? You know, I mean, like I said, I haven't watched too much. You know, so I'm not gonna act like an expert or anything, but I mean, even if you just remotely keep up with sports, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to know about crews and schemes, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said, I mean, just from looking at mock drafts <laughs> in the past couple of days, yeah. like One they're, they're going to be the, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, Some you lucky know, teams. Some yeah, lucky exactly. Teams. <laughs> and I mean, freaking Skeens is basically a defensive end. <laughs> Dude's massive, bro. Gardner Minshew at defensive end that's, is that's... what that dude looks like. <laughs> Hang on, let's see this guy's size. It's like six. I think he's six six two fifty something like that. Yep. Six seven two fifty. On the money. On the money. That's crazy. <laughs> six six two fifty. Oh my god. That is a tight end, bro. That's a tight end. That dude's so massive. Um we uh we were talking about it earlier too. Um the real question is is does this guy a freaking is this guy an immediate starter? And I think it's crazy to even think about him even starting in the minor leagues. I get it. Warm the arm up, don't want to get him hurt or nothing, but I mean that dude could walk into uh, MLB game day one and mm-hmm. and have honestly zero problems. Um, massive, strong. His fastball is unreal. Hundred mi- he hit a hundred miles, hundred miles per hour, forty six times. I think it was against Wake Forest or no Tennessee, one of those two teams. I can't remember which game it was. Forty six times out of a hundred and fifteen pitches. Unreal. I couldn't unreal. do it on the show. I couldn't even do it on the show. Exactly. Uh, he's unreal, man. And he's one of those guys where it's like, give that dude a baseball bat, bro. Like, 250, 6'6". Yeah. Six, six, there's no way he can't, like, at least belt the ball. You know? Like, give him a bat and cage, bro. This guy is too built to not even, like, try um, hitting a baseball that size. Where did he play at before? It was uh, uh, Air Force. Did he ever hit there? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Um, that's a that's a good question. I don't think so. But he transferred from Wake Air Force, and man, did he find himself a home? Jay Johnson, LSU coach, second year, mm-hmm. first time a, a, a second year uh, base, baseball coach in college won the World Series. Um, LSU's been around, man. They've been a great team, obviously with seven championships. You know, they they've been here and they've they've won the big games before, but it's been a long time since 2009. Um, they did make it in 17 and played against Florida in that one, but Florida got the best of them in that one, and that was Florida's only championship um, uh, victory in university history and in baseball. So it was kind of, it was kind of it was kind of fun to see these two teams face again, and it was a special special World Series. Um, like I've said a thousand times, just honored and happy to watch it. Um, it, it this was good for college baseball. This entire yeah. World Series, you know. You can say what you want about baseball. I know all the narratives, but 
watching these games, it really it can change your you can change your love for the sport. It can really open your mind to how amazing baseball truly can be. Um, it's just the most clutch sport. It's like so it's not slow, but it's like you gotta be you gotta yeah. be ready for your moment at any any given moment. It's at any time could be your moment and a lot of players for Florida and LSU stepped up. That's why they were in the championship games. Shout out to those teams. Um, honored to watch them. Let's move on uh, from that. Uh, let's get to NBA. Offseason. Like I said, free agency starts 5 p.m. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Some massive, massive names we're yeah. going to go through here. but um, Stuff, like you said, already been going on. Yeah, right, yep, exactly. All, all of this stuff, everyone's already been talking. Uh, but there is... Other things happening besides just free agency, it is the off season, so you have to expect the unexpected in the NBA. That's the one thing I think we've all learned since the Kevin Durant to Warriors move. And, well, I guess you can include the LeBron to the Miami. Um, ever since then, you never can expect anything when it comes to this off season in the NBA. And a big name might be on the move, might not be, you know, might be ruining and wasting his entire prime of his career, possibly one of the best point guards ever and he might not win a championship dame lillard one of my favorite players honestly of all time i think he's top 100 that dude is he's special man he is special like the shots he hits in clutch moments i mean that dude one of the most underappreciated point guards of all time i think would you say him or drexler best blazer of all time oh god i think it's dame drexler did he get him a did they get a chip I don't think so. I don't think so, huh? I yeah, could I, be completely wrong on that. Let's see. I don't think let's so. Let's see. Blazers championships, championships, NBA. That's a good. That's honestly a good. We don't need. We need to fact check ourselves on here. <laughs> Seventy-seven. Drexler wasn't around then, was he? That's their only championship. Was he around? No, oh. that was in the. Uh, started with the ABA merger. Benefit. No, they were still in the ABA. No. No, 76. So, no. Drexler was not around. Nope. Nope. So, Drexler never won one. Yep. So, I mean, dude. But Bill Walton got him to a championship that time. Um, Well, Bill Walton's still out there. You know, he won an MVP. Hey, I'm taking Dame still as the best Blazer. I think I I would take Dame. As a Blazer. I would say skill set-wise. Yeah. Skill set wise, no one's touching Dame when it comes to uh, Blazers of all time. Um, but rumors out, reportedly, the Blazers and Dame Leonard are committed to making a contender for the twentieth straight year. It feels like, um, you know, we'll, we've all seen this and we've seen this rodeo a thousand times. But I guess we'll have to talk about it as if he is sticking around for right now. Red. Is there a star out there that you can just realistically think that could be a trade piece to the Blazers and possibly make them that contender they want to be? Well, so I want to start off by saying my bad because I was wrong on the last podcast because I was saying how Cat, you know, should be in the conversation to be traded to the the Blazers. Well, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize he actually can't be traded till July third because that was he signed his supermax on July third mm. last year. So hmm. I didn't realize that till I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, but I mean, hey, 
if mm. it goes that long. I was say, it's only it's the 29th. You know, look, as a Wolves fan, you know, believe me, if I could go back in time and just not do the Rudy Gobert trade, obviously I would, mm-hmm. you know. But you can't. So yeah. you got to make do with what you got. And yep. you have to shed some cap space. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be this year. You could easily just try to, you know, try to repeat one more time and – you know, maybe Cat and Rudy can actually play together more now. Cat won't get hurt and, yeah. you know, full throttle. But if you get some good offers for Cat, I say you send them. And if you can get, you know, I would have loved it if it was possible to be before the draft where you could get Simons and that third pick. Yeah. But now, I mean, you know, if they do, say they do a sign and trade mm. with Jeremy Grant. Mm. And throw in a Simons and a Shaden Sharp, maybe. But even if it's just Simons and Jeremy Grant, and then say like a pick. next year's first and a second, I wouldn't hate that, man. Because Cap, yeah. Cap's contract is a lot. It is. So it's just. But you gave up four firsts for Rudy. I know, and that's the thing. But you got to get at least two firsts back for Cat, right? I mean, but I. I'm at the point you got to just admit that trade was ass. Like, oh, it was terrible. Like you no, got, no, no. You got to just. I I don't want them to wait and then something happen and the next year, then Ant's the only one with real trade value. You That's know fair. what I mean? That's fair. So I mean, but definitely if you can't get a good offer, I would just repeat with what you got. Mm-hmm. But getting back to Dame, I think besides Cat, a dude I would love to see. I don't see really. Why the Nets would trade him, but if you could mm. somehow get mm. Mikael Bridges, nah. in terms of a fit, that is dude, perfect, man. Dude. It's a perfect one. I love it, but you know, I see more of the Nets would try to trade for Dame. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't really see. I don't see I why it. they would. I, I just don't see that happening. Because Mikael's on his way to being a superstar. Oh yeah, but in terms of fit, if they could make that happen, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I really like the cat one. I didn't think of cat when I was putting this, my, my list together. Um, the first guy I thought of their boys, uh, I don't, I think their games would match beautifully. Uh, Paul George, I think, you know, it's not Paul George of the Pacers, so you're not going to get prime Paul George, but Paul George is still a star in this league. And I oh, think, yeah. you know, as Dame as the one and him as a two, that's a, that's a nasty duo, man. That's a fun little duo okay. to have. Um, and then Mikael Bridges was my other guy. I think that's, like you said, the perfect fit. The the 3 and D, the guy that's on his way up, he's going to keep getting better as Dame starts to decline. Um, so you kind of like get that little two-man punch. And I thought that would be the, the just the two guys that I thought – because like, when you look at Dame, what did they try? They tried the CJ McCollum, the two-guard mm-hmm. system. And they got to a Western Conference Finals, but they ran into the Warriors. And everyone knew no one was beating those Warriors. And that team, those Blazers, were not going to win. And it just was – they weren't good enough to win a championship in the first place. If they even somehow miraculously got past to the Warriors, they were going to get beaten the championship. So that that team was never good enough. It was never a championship team. They were a contender. I'll give you that. They were in that area, but they were never a championship team. And um, when I think of fits, I think of a – of a big forward that plays defense and offense. Because, I mean, Damian Lillard, as unbelievably talented and unreal he is on offense, 
is not known for his defense at all. No. You know, that's not what he's known for. And no one's asking that guy to go out there and start playing yeah. all, all NBA defense either. Especially at, what, 34? Yeah, he's not getting any younger. You know, he's I think he's the same age as Curry, you know, or, or maybe a year younger. So it's like, you know, I'm not asking that from Dame. I'm asking you need to get a guy like a Mikhail Bridges who's willing to do that dirty work. Mikhail Bridges never has missed an NBA basketball game. Yeah. Has never missed a basketball game, bro. That is the craziest stat, bro. He's been in the league for like five years, man. It's like, what? What is that? Um, but and then like but well, that's a prototype. Paul George, Mikhail, they're very similar players. You could throw some other names out there if you didn't want to go as crazy. I think a Zach Levine would be kind of a fun little yeah. fit. You know, I mean, a DeMar DeRozan might be a fun fit. This dude is different, but Brooke Lopez, I could easily yep. see. If you want to, you know, yep. just take Scoot and mm-hmm. then get a guy like that, that's not yeah. – you could easily be the sixth seed. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like – yeah, I know the West is tight, but when you have a Damian Lillard and if you pair him with another couple of stars, a Draymond, a, a, a Dre, if, I'm telling you, if Draymond does not sign with the Warriors, the Blazers are the funnest team to watch because well, that, ma- that makes them a, a fun team, a playoff team immediately. Did you see? Um, I think it was. I don't want to butcher it, but I think it was the Athletic put out that Dame said he his. What he wants the Blazers to do over the offseason is um, re-sign Jeremy Grant and mm. get Draymond. Mm. Hey. I think if you could do that and then have Scoot, I, that team is yeah. solid. Well, Jeremy Grant had the quietest 20 points last year. Yeah. He was averaging 20 points a game. It was the quietest 20 points I've ever just uh, in the entire league last year. I remember when he was with the Thunder. I mean, I thought he was a good player, and I thought he would be an elite two-way player at some point. But I never thought he would be a 20-point-per-game scorer. Yeah. And I never thought he would, could develop that that much of an offensive skill set. Um, I love his game. I've always liked Jeremy Grant, and it's kind of cool seeing him ball now. But, like, yeah, see, like, a, a Draymond. See, that's a fun player. That it, it doesn't even need to be a star. Just no. a championship mindset player, you know, a guy that just wins. Draymond just look, wins. Draymond bro. and uh, Nurkic? Yeah, I mean, that's a nasty. Plus, if you got – all right, so let's let's look at it, right? You have Dame at the one. Um, Simon. Simon's at the two. Um, Scoots are six man, so and then you'll have Jeremy Grant at the three, Draymond at the four, Nurk at the five. Jeremy Grant and Draymond, that's a nasty defensive duo right there. Oh, yeah. Those two dudes are elite on defense, and Nurk is a big guy. He's got offense and defensive skill set. Scoot as your six man as the rookie, that's that's a nice that's a nice oh, yeah. six players right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know what? And Shaden Sharp, the, the oh, young yeah. guy they drafted a couple years ago. And then what, what Nurkic lacks, you know, on defense, I mean, you got Draymond. You got Draymond, like, yeah. You know? he, that's what he does. You're mm. not expecting him to score more than seven points a game. Yeah, and then Dame Lillard doesn't have to be your full-time ball handler, you know. Yeah. Draymond can be your dominant ball handler if you want him to be because he's got that skill set. Um, but, yeah, you can you could definitely pair up Dame Lillard with a bunch of guys. And But the thing is, it's not. And I don't know if any of these guys make the Blazers a championship team. Yeah, it's That's the thing. They were they were not a playoff team last year. All these moves make them a playoff team. You got to make a couple more moves to become a championship team. Which, hey, he seems like he's committed. You know, he's going to give him, I think, a couple more years to pull this thing off. And then, um, I think Damian Lillard might just 
peace out after that. I don't, he's, that what else does he owe them? No. You know, it's like, and what else does he have to owe the NBA? I mean, everyone knows how good of a player he is. He's he's clearly not sweating about, he does not want to join a team and just get a, a ring just to have a ring. He wants to win a ring for that team. Yeah. And I think he's okay if not winning a ring if it's not with the Blazers. Um, but, hypothetical, he gets sick and tired of everything and wants to leave the Blazers. If Dame Lillard decided to request a trade, what team do you expect to go after him? Man, so I think the most obvious one here is Miami. Yeah. You know, yep. which, man, mm. <laughs> that's a conversation for a different mm. time. That team would be so cooked. <laughs> and then, you know, this is also one that gets talked about a lot, but it's kind of it's realistic, I could see, is the Clippers. Yeah. You know, maybe you – Maybe you saw Paul George yep. for Dame. You yeah. know what I mean? And throw in a bunch of picks, mm-hmm. throw in some contracts in there. I mean, there's a lot of places that obviously there's, what, 25 teams who would want Dame. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like yeah, he's getting paid a lot, man. A lot. So those are honestly the two. Anything besides that I, I would see kind of as a wild card, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I just I don't see the Lakers. Oh God, no! Don't no. That's delusional Lakers fans. No, don't even don't even throw that at me. Uh, I can dream. I can have a dream, but that's not going to happen. Um, uh, yeah. Well, that get, that was like when Dame was doing this last. La- year. Yeah. And even though it was a lot smaller, that was there was people saying that. Oh, what if you trade Anthony Edwards for Dame? And then apparently mm. there were some. It was rumors about discussion. There was never any discussion no. for trading Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. There was no. No. <laughs> no. It's. It's like him going on his live stream and just joking around about going to the Lakers. It's not going to happen. He's just putting. Yeah. He's just. He's getting everyone's hopes up. Now the obvious one is Miami. His boy out is Bam. Bam is his boy. He would love to yeah. play with him. Did you see that Pat Riley apparently laughed at the Blazers' offer for Bam on a bio? The really? Blazers at, apparently made an offer for Bam and. Pat Riley apparently laughed on the phone call and hung up on him. So um, that's that one. I just want to know what the offer was. Um, I will give you 2023 <laughs> SUV. Silverado, baby. And season passes <laughs> to Disney World. <laughs> that's all. I can, and Dollywood. That's, that's all I can do. That's all I can Besides do. Besides that, man, I feel like you're reaching. <laughs> you're reaching, bro. You're reaching. Now, Miami's the obvious one. I like to throw this one out there just for fun. I think it makes sense, too, because they got a player you can maybe move to the Blazers contractually and a couple more guys, and I think it could work. Plus, I would love this duo. Why not the Knicks? I like it. Why not? A little Jalen Brunson, Dame Lillard uh, backcourt, right? Guard duo, I'll just say that. Um, I like it. I think it would – Maybe you sign and trade Josh Hart. Yeah. RJ. Yeah. Is in there. Yeah. You get, if you put RJ, Julius Randle in the deal, and then and then maybe, man, you, you put those two guys in the deal, you somehow could keep like a Mitchell Robinson, then get maybe go out into the free agent market and get like a couple guys. Maybe then you could go get a Draymond Green or some shit if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that's all hypotheticals. Dame's not leaving. First of all, it's not going to happen. If he was gone, he would already be gone, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think the Knicks would be a fun team. They've always wanted him over there. And I think him in a big market would be fun to see. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we can all agree, if Dame leaves, ask for a trade, it's probably going to be 
Miami because they can give up players that are making way too much money. And and contractually, it could make sense. I think, like, give up a Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and maybe throw in a couple of, you know, a Gabe Vincent and a bunch of firsts. If you have to, maybe you trade Bam, you know? In no way he wants to go to Miami without Bam there. I mean, but does he have a no-trade clause? Probably not. I mean, I know they probably wouldn't do that, but maybe if something gets sour, you know what I mean? Good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would do that to each other Mm-mm. just with the respect, but you never know. You <laughs> I don't know? like Bam anymore. Get him out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Trade him for me, you know. Um, but we'll see about all that. Dame Lillard, please start winning games or go somewhere else. I like seeing you on the big stage. You make so many awesome clutch buckets. You are a cheat code cheat on code. blacktop. <laughs> yes, that is the truth. Very, very, very true. <laughs> um, let's talk about another guy that is definitely, well, not definitely, but – very, very likely on the move. James Harden signed his player option today for $36.7 million. Oh, Harrison Barnes, Inks extension. Three-year, $54 million deal. <laughs> That's a – damn, that boy. Highway robbery, <laughs> bro. paid, Dude, bro. that dude absolutely did not show up in the finals and somehow is still getting paid by teams. You know, you got to love it. That, that's uh, you gotta love this scene. Good veteran leadership. Hey, he is. He definitely got that championship mindset with the I Warriors. I mean, don't get me wrong. He can play. No, but whew. that's you know fifty four. That's that's a that's a check. Um, but James Harden signed his player option. Technically, still a Philadelphia 76er to this point, but rumors are he signed that so he could get traded somewhere. Top teams out there we are hearing are the Clippers and the Knicks. Those are the two teams I've heard at least or saw. Is mm-hmm. there any other teams you saw? Uh-uh. I mean, the Rockets. The too. Rockets, yeah. yeah. Yep, the That's Rockets really. Um, so let's talk about it. We just threw this one in uh, right before the pod because it kind of happened after we made uh, made together this, uh, made the, got the pod together. So um, just throw some teams out there. You know, what team, What it, it doesn't even have to be realistic, you know, because he's trade. This is a trade, mm-hmm. so it can yeah. go anywhere. So, what's a team that you think could use a James Harden? Well, you know, five years ago, mm. every team in the league. <laughs> every day. There have been a lot of teams making calls. You know, man, it's, it's just he's making so much money. Mm. Which, Technically, 36 is not. Yeah, that's not terrible. You know, but is he going to want to sign up? No one was going to sign him for 36. Yeah. So no, no one was going to sign him no. for that much. So, I'm trying to think. I mean, really, we already said it, but the Clippers, to me, yeah. make the most sense. Yep. And, I mean, I would very much dislike it, but I could very well see him going to the Rockets. Yeah. You know? He, that's his home, man. He, apparently, he, like, when he's around Houston, they treat him like a, like a guy. Oh, yeah. That's what, I mean, that's, that's what I've heard. I mean, I someone was saying on a podcast that, like, no one is more defensive about one guy than Houston is about James. No, Hunt. yeah, like, it is ridiculous. Yeah, so I mean, I could see that. And then besides that, man, I mean, I just don't really know. Like, it's mm. just James Harden is not. I feel like James Harden in the media is not what teams see Thanks. James Harden mm-hmm. as. So I really don't know. You know, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I think the Clippers are really the only logical one. Um, the one I mean, there's teams of space, you know, not to cut you off like the Jazz, but yeah. like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, why you know would what you? I mean? Why would you 
destroy that roster. Yeah, the of, Pacers, like that doesn't yeah. really make sense. And James Harden's not going to, because I think he has a no trade clause or something too. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Me, so yeah. he ain't going to, he ain't going to accept no trade up to no. the Pacers or nothing. But um, the one team it would be, I think it'd be stupid, but interesting to get another guy around this special rookie is the Spurs. I don't think it would be smart. I don't think they'll do it at all. But it would be interesting to get a guy around Victor Wiminyama. Um, that's just another team besides the Clippers I could think of that was just, like, interesting. It's Texas, so I mm. doubt it'll ever happen. There's no way he goes to San Antonio when he's the king of Houston. Um, I mean, I would love the fit. It would be a fun fit. I don't think it would. I'm with you. I don't think it'll happen. But in terms of, like, X's and O's, that would be an awesome fit. Yeah, because the best years that – um, that um Harden had when he was in Houston is when he had a pretty dang good a a good center a mm-hmm. big center Dwight Howard you know Dwight was still a defensive all defensive player when he was with Houston and then after that was Clint Capella Clint Capella that was some of his best years he ever had in the NBA mm-hmm. you know just catching lobs from the guy so I think that would be a fun fit do I think it happens no I think legitimately I like the only team that even should make even make a call is the Clippers, in my opinion, because that's the only team that makes sense fit-wise. They have no point guard over there. They need a guy that can facilitate an offense. Um, led the league in assists last year, so he's not terrible, but he's not the James Harden of old. All right, James Harden, we'll see what you do this offseason. All right, let's talk about it, though. At this point, what team is in the lead during this offseason, there's some teams out here that have made moves already. Mm-hmm. There's some teams that made some signings, re-signings, draft picks. Yep. What team do you think is leading the offseason so far? Well, honestly, we've kind of talked about them a decent bit mm-hmm. already. I think it's San Antonio yeah. so far, I man. Yeah, I think so too. Look, I mean, it's, it's one of them things where it's just it's kind of hard not to because it's just, for one – I didn't think they'd get the first pick Mm-mm. in the draft. I don't think they even thought it. Mm-mm. So, and then you get a dude like Wimby that automatically elevates you to even if you were having a terrible off season, you're gonna have a top five at that mm-hmm. point. So it's like, and then we've talked about it before. They're set up with cap space. You know, maybe you bring in Austin Reeves. Mm-hmm. Imagine that fit running pick and roll. Oh, that would be amazing, nasty, man. Nasty, and that would be great for him to be around. Pop. Or you know if. They don't bring him in. Maybe you bring in a Jeremy Grant. You yeah. know, something. Imagine Draymond, man. Yeah, a Fred oh Van God. Vliet, you know. Draymond would be crazy. That would be, that yeah. But, um, you know, they're just set up. You still got, you know, he's had some questionable years. But, you know, we can all agree the coaching was not the worst part of them losing yeah. the past couple of years. You know, you still got you still got Pop. So, I mean – they went from bottom five team to they could easily be a top 14 team. Yeah. I mean, like they could easily. be a playoff team. 16 yeah, teams make if the playoffs. They were the, if they were the 11th best team in the league, I wouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, well, look at it now. I mean, the 12th seed makes the play-in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, and they can make the play-in, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, they can make that kind of a jump. Now, I think everyone is in agreement at this point. At this point, to this point in the offseason, I think it's, you got to give it to the Spurs, man. Um, uh, the the Rockets did have a good draft, I'll say. Um, getting Cam Whitmore in the like the 17th or 18th pick and then um, and then drafting the, the, the top, one of those Thompson brothers. Um they had a really, really, really good draft. So I think the Rockets are on a really good trajectory as well this offseason. I'll say it. 
I don't hate what the Wizards have done. I'll say it. Well, I, I it was to it. a point, man. They had to just that's what give I, it up. That's man. what I kind of liked is that they finally were just like, screw it. We're not going to ride this out. Like We're just wasting time we're of just a rebuild. We're going to rip off Bradley Bill, this Band-Aid, because his the past two years, his – his trade value has just diminished. So yeah, much. what three years ago he was. He had yeah, to give up multiple firsts for the guy. He was an all star, yeah. so it's like, I mean, I'm kind of glad they did that, and they're just set up for full rebuild. So mm-hmm. I don't hate it. No, I, I agree because what they get, they let Kyle walk, they let Kristaps, they traded him, so mm-hmm. they, they literally cleared house. Um, they got Jordan Poole. Yep, and they got Jordan Poole. So you got it. You got a Which young I star mean, there. I don't. I'm not a huge Jordan Pool guy. Not for thirty mil a year, but I mean, there, there's worse guys you could have. No, one hundred percent. The best thing about him is that he can keep getting better. It's not like yeah. you're getting an oh, aged, an he, aged thirty mil. Dude, he's gonna put up twenty three a game. No, because yeah. he'll be the only guy. Well, that's what I mean. I think it was the Paul George podcast. They're like, how many, how many guys in the league like are stars that just don't get opportunities? And that was like, that was the first guy they thought of. Was like. Put Jordan Poole. It was right. Before, it was before the trade even happened. Like they said, put him on a, a team that has no superstars. Yeah. He's going to average twenty five points a game. I mean, Kuzma, be an all star. Kuzma had his best year last yeah. year. Kristaps had his best year yeah. since the Knicks. So you know, um, it's it's those opportunities. I think Jordan Poole will definitely look a lot better. Plus, he doesn't have a player that punched him on his team anymore. <laughs> um, what else do we have? So yeah, I think we agree. The Spurs. Um, are definitely leading the offseason so far, but that is subject to change once this offseason and free agency begins. Oh, for sure. All right, let's get to this one. One player that no one is talking about that can make a championship impact for a team. Is there one guy out there that is in free agency, maybe even on the trade market, that just, if he went to a, just a, the right team, could push him over that edge? Man, so I'm not going to lie to you. For some reason, when I read it, I misunderstood the question. It's all so, good. No. So I put Chris Paul because I was kind of thinking of one of the bigger moves. That's still that's still a name, though. Well, I think if Chris Paul – don't try to start him. Don't try to slide anything yeah. around. If he can give you 25 points a game, I'll just be quick on this. If he can give you 25 points a game, you know, you get rid of Poole's contract. You only have him for one year. Mm-hmm. And then he can stay healthy through the playoffs. I mean, he can easily be – Mm-hmm. A guy that helps him get over the hump. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about him earlier. I don't know where he'll sign, but, dude, Brooke Lopez, in my opinion, there can make go. a difference. That's a good one. I think he can make a difference wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. You know, if he goes to – I mean, I know they got Sabonis, but if he goes to Sacramento Ooh. and he plays Ooh. 22 minutes a game off the I bench, like you know, for what, 14 mil a year mm-hmm. on two years? Like, yeah. man, that – I mean, that team – they go, I mean, they kind of overachieved last year, but they're at they're at the point where they don't do what the Hawks did a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like they feel better than that Hawks team yeah. too. Like they got, like, I like their coach and everything. No, I like that one. I like, I like, I like that. That that makes even both of those. You know, make I just sense. dude, Brooke Lopez is like one of the definitions of like the guys that like no one in the media because I mean I get it. Like that's not a guy that's exciting. Yeah. But, like, he's a dude that legit, like, 
can turn around a roster, can yeah. turn around a defense. Well, I mean, look at look at all the teams he played for. I mean, I mean, he's thirty five, man, and yeah. even still in the this conversation, he's literally. And you could make the debate that he's in the prime of his career. You know, mm-hmm. like, and that's rare for big guys like that to be still playing at that high of a level. And he's just transformed his game. That's the best part. I do is literally adapted to the league like no other. Um, the one guy, I, and yeah, he might resign. It's probably likely he will. But I think if he decided to move on and go to maybe a certain, maybe even a Sacramento, maybe even throw that team back out there, Chris Middleton. Okay, I like it. Chris Middleton, championship experience, not afraid of the moment, was the closer for that Bucks team when they won it. If he goes to the right team, like a Sacramento man. Portland? A Portland. A Portland, <laughs> dude. Hey, no joke. Him and Dame would be nasty together. And that would take that defensive liability off of Dame again because, I mean, he's a he's a 3 and guy. I think Chris Middleton, if he lands on the right team, if it wasn't the – because if he, I think he's going to go back to the Bucks. I'd be sh- honestly shocked um, since Giannis is staying. Um if he just decided to maybe move on, you know, spread his wings, go somewhere else, you know, go on to one of those near, those playoff teams, the team that was in the playoffs this year that just wasn't quite good enough to get to maybe that second round, you know, if like, like a Sacramento and stuff, like just go to the right team. I think he could push that team over the edge and maybe make him a contender. Um, just his skill set is it, it's a, it's a skill set that can, uh, just change a team. He's not a he's not a dude that's just going to stand in the paint and just only block shots. Yeah. You know, he's not just a that, just a defensive guy. You know, he's not just a facilitator. He's he's a closer. That dude is a he's a bucket getter, and bucket getters change teams. So that was one. It's just that that guy. I just don't see his name at all. Mainly because yeah. I think everyone thinks he's going to resign. But um, if if he decided to move on, I think that dude just on the right squad could maybe push him over the edge. Um, but yeah, that's the guy I thought of when it came to no one is talking about him. What team has the most to prove during this off season? What team has to make the moves or they're a joke at this point? Dude. So I don't think there'll be a joke, but I think if you really want to get over this hump, this is the last year, Miami. Mm. I think Miami has to make moves. That is interesting because dude, I don't think I, – I really hmm. think if this isn't the last year, next year for sure will be the last year. You can, more years you can than run you're going to get out of Jimmy, you know? And, I mean, in, you might – say you get three more years out of him, he's not going to be fully healthy. Yeah. He's not going to be as good on defense. I mean, you can only expect so much out of the guy. Yeah. You know, what does he turn into when he's 39? Yeah. He can't shoot threes. You no, know what I mean? He, so, he cannot. He hits – only threes he hits is when he's contested and yeah, damn gets exactly. fouled. <laughs> so it's like I think if they don't get a dame, if they don't improve in some way, I just think that they're basically – they're just stuck in this purgatory, man. Yeah, I mean, their Which, window is definitely – And it feels like, you know, these past two times they've been to the finals in the past, what, three years? Yeah. Four years? It feels like they kind of overachieved both times. Both times. So – you can't really bank on that happening, and mm-hmm. you get a super overachieve. You know what I mean? Overachieving just isn't enough to win. So you got to pull it off all the way. Yeah. So it's know? like you can't just count on that happening and everybody being a year older. So I think you have to make a move if you're Miami. Yeah, because like the Kyle Lowry thing didn't work out. Because I mean, he's, he's old. You got I, 
I don't know if I would say this, but you could definitely make the argument. You got maybe the best coach in the league in my. Oh, opinion. I think you, Eric Spolter, is the best coach in the league right now. Yeah, and I, I'm pops the goat, but yeah, but Eric's the best right now in the league. He's proved it. Getting that eight. Who started as what a a freaking camera operator yeah, or something? Yeah, his his way to getting to the league as a coach is unreal. Um, now I really like that one. Um, I was thinking big market. You know, I I really didn't even think I I. I Completely agree with you, honestly. And that was just in a different way, and I just didn't. I didn't think of the question that way. Um, I think the one team that's just they got to do something this off season, or their fans are going to lose it. It's got to be the Knicks, man. This this whole getting to the second round and just choking and not even making it to the second round stuff. You know, I mean, just not getting far enough. You know, and they're honestly like we're talking about Miami over overperforming the Knicks are playing pretty much to their stand like that's that's as good as that team should be making it that's as good as their roster is they've got to go make a move for a guy that's gonna push them over the edge man Uh, they can't keep they can't keep losing in the second round they can't keep losing in the first round you know even like three like four or five years ago they were just happy starting to make a playoffs again Mm -hmm. that's four or five years ago man you know them, them Alfred Payton days. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's oh, those days are over. Making the playoffs is no longer enough as a Knicks fan. You gotta, they gotta go out there and so make a contender because it make it just it blows my mind that the biggest market on the planet besides the L.A. Lakers can't get a superstar. It just does not make sense to me. Man, I'm tired of seeing every freaking superstar. There's that Instagram post mm-hmm. where you swipe and they're in a different jersey. Oh, God, yes. Every single one, they're in a Knicks jersey. Oh, yeah. That never freaking happens, Never, man. never. And it's like you're saying, you know, I'll let you get back to it, but they're the biggest market. I just, yeah. I don't understand it either. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. The biggest market, It's they've got the... You could make the argument they I wouldn't say the greatest, but they've got the most infamous fans, you know? Like mm-hmm. those Knicks fans are absolutely insane, man. Like besides the Philadelphia Eagles fans, like <laughs> it's like how much more infamous can you get? Like the, the Trey Young series, remember when yeah. they were all F Trey Young and stuff, dude? Like it's hard I'll to beat that. They, <laughs> yeah, literally they just got this the moments, man. They've got so many moments, they're they're done. They're done with this this not getting far enough. I think when it comes down to a team with that much power and that much of a market, how the hell have you not just gotten to at least an Eastern Conference Finals in the last five, ten years? It doesn't make sense to me. So I think this offseason is a big one. It doesn't doesn't they're not a joke, like I said, but like at some point you gotta you either gotta get rid of Tibbs, you gotta think about moving someone in the front office. You got you, you. I think you gotta trade Julius Randle. I'm sorry, it's over with. I think the Julius Randle days are. I think he can go play a great on a on a, on a, on a um, bunch of teams. He could even be good on the Knicks still, but he is not a number one option. No, never has. I don't even been. think he's the number two. No, he, he's not. He's he, if he's a Kevin Love, not playing like Kevin Love, but was like Kevin Love was on the, the Cavs, that third player. Mm-hmm. Man, then that then then you're talking. Then we're talking. Maybe put him on the Blazers with Chris Middleton and and Dame. Now we're talking something like that. I don't know, but that dude, you can't rely hey. on that guy being a number one or two. You put him on the Bucks. Hey, you get rid of Middleton, get rid of Lopez. God, no shooting at all on that team. <laughs> I don't hate that. That's not bad. I mean, I'm not saying that would happen, but it's just that'd be a fun little duo though. In that, yeah. in that 
front court with Giannis Randall, Randall would have some offers. He, he, oh, yeah. Randall's not bad. Trust me. I mean, Randall is talk, – talk about another ga- guy that's changed his game over the years. Is like he's adapted so oh, yeah. well to, this, to the league. I mean, when he was a Laker, that dude couldn't shoot a three to save his life. And I mean, he's not a knockdown three-point shooter, but he's, he was in the three-point contest this year. <laughs> yeah, at first he was like – Less aggressive Zion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Honestly, he was a he was a dog in college. So um, I just think the Knicks. It's like, all right, it's about time. You mm-hmm. missed out on KD and Kyrie that year. It's like, how many more times are you going to whiff on these superstars? I know there's not a lot of superstars out there, and there's not really a guy you can go out there and get. But go get something, man. Gotta get something to change this thing around. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we got a little bit of. Uh, we're going to try and squeeze some of these guys in. We've got some. Free agents, we're going to predict. Quick little prediction. What team, not who they who you want them to play for, mm-hmm. but who do you think these guys will play for next season? We're going to cut James Harden because that boy gone. <laughs> so we're going to start on the first and the biggest name probably in this free agency class. As always, he finds a way to be on the top of the news board. Kyrie Irving, where will he be playing next year, Red? Short and sweet. I think he's re-signing. Yep. Going back to Dallas. I think I think you're right. I think that's the logical. I think the fun one is the Suns. I think somehow, some way, if they can pull that off, they're going to. I don't think they care about their bench. But I think logically the Mavs are definitely they they should sign them. And if not the Mavs, then I'm thinking the Suns. I think the Suns will be in the in the in the mix in that. Um all right, let's go to Chris Middleton, another name out there. If he does not re-sign. Well, either – what are you thinking? Yeah. I think the Blazers are okay. an obvious one. I think a sleeper, Indiana. Okay. They got a ton of cap space. Okay. I think he resigns, But, yeah, the Blazers are a fun one, and I, and another fun one is the Sacramento Kings for me. So, yeah. um, those are my fun ones I like. See, if they hadn't – which I know, like, it came on during the podcast. Mm-hmm. They hadn't resigned Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. They could have been a realistic thing for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to happen probably anymore. Um, all right, probably the last big, big name. There's some there's some stars, soon-to-be stars possibly too in this class, but Draymond Green, where is he going to be playing next year? I think so. I still think there's a small chance he re-signs. I think he does too, yeah. And then, but honestly, we've said him a lot. I think the Blazers, you know, that depends on Dame and everything. Mm-hmm. I could really see the Kings, man. Like, for mm. real. you know, I mean, that former coach, that, that I assistant mean, coach, um, that team is good. Brown, he gives them some is. veteran leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this dude's played in a million freaking playoff games. Yep. And then, you know, a year from now, maybe someone wants to go to Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's players in this league that want to play with Draymond yeah, if, Green. If, their cultures flipped a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, because of Draymond a year from now, who says they don't they don't become a destination. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean Sacramento's the damn capital of California. People forget yeah. that. Um now in that fan base, that's a hell of a fan base. Talk about supporting their fan base for all these years and not making the playoffs they make it now after that long drought. Uh I think he's re signs. Um I think it's fun to talk about him going places. I think this is gonna be the Laker coming at me, Laker fan, but I think his his that friendship he has with LeBron is not to be underestimated. I I, I don't think the Lakers have the money for him, so I don't think mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. But if Draymond starts filling the market out and sees, all right, maybe I'm not gonna get 
the big, big, big money I probably should be getting. Maybe I should like lean to either of these Warriors again or uh, take a pay cut for the Warriors or maybe maybe take a pay cut and try and win one with LeBron. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that. But at the end of the day, I truly think he's going to re-sign with the Warriors. I think what they built there is too special. And, you know, I think he's got too much respect for Steph and Clay and, and Steve Kerr. And I know he's got beef with Chris Paul. And somehow they made that move and weren't <laughs> thinking about that. Um, but I think... You know, those kind of two alphas would be fun to watch, too, on the same team, Chris Paul and him. So um, I think he re-signs. Fun team, the Lakers. Fred Van Fleet, what's a, what's a, what's a destination you like to see for that guy? Man, another fun one would be the Lakers. I don't yeah. really see it happening. I don't think we got the money for him I think either. the magic, man. I could Ooh. really see it. I could mm. really see it, you know. Huh. Maybe, you, maybe you have – you know, you already have Foltz, but Foltz can honestly do some stuff at the two. Mm-hmm. And then Fred Van Fleet, you know, he can be a little bit of a spot-up guy. He's yeah. not, he's not, you know, that's not his forte, but, like, you can run a little bit of him at the two and Foltz at the one. Yeah. You got Jalen Suggs on the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the cap space. I think a team like that is realistic. You know, Franz Wagner. You know, maybe Utah. Yeah. You know, just a team with cap space I think is really – I mean, besides maybe, maybe like the Nets and Lakers. I don't really see. Yeah, I can see maybe the Nets jumping in there. I don't really see like a Nets actually like a fun. playoff team. Really, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, they would have to dump some players in some trades, um, and they would have to bail on Dame. I, if they officially find out they are not getting Dame, I would not be surprised if Miami jumps in on the Fred VanVleet uh, bandwagon. I just think it's a good fit too. I yep. mean, getting a shooter beside beside Jimmy, I mean that guy's got championship experience. You know, I think it's a fun little fit. Kyle Lowry, you going home? Go. <laughs> Better start learning Chinese, brother. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, I just that was a that's a a big what if because they would have to trade some a lot of trade a lot of players to make some money uh, for him because I think he's going to be getting around thirty million. Um, if not, I really, really like that Nets idea though. That Nets idea with Mikael Bridges, that's, that's a fun little, that's a fun little, little thing they got. And with Cam, uh, Cam, uh, Johnson too. And, um, uh, uh Cla- wait, Claxton's still there. Yeah. Claxton, so. He's 90 pounds, but he's still there. Yeah. That, then. Uh, My bad. Uh, I think he broke a hundred. Uh, Ray old bro. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are some, some teams I, I, I wrote down. Uh, Miami was the, the one I honestly wrote down. Um, all right. Jeremy Grant. Dude, um, I think he re-signs. Yeah. I think he goes back to the Blazers. It would be the smart thing to do, and I think so. I think that's the that's the thing he will do as well. Um, Brooke Lopez. Man, if James Harden goes to the Rockets, I think they get Brooke Lopez too. Mm. I think that'll attract him. If not, I really don't know because I feel like there's a lot. There's because a- he's not a dude you're paying more than 15 a year. Mm-mm. You know what Mm-mm. I mean? So. Nope. There's tons of rosters that could fit him. Yeah. You know, maybe even if they don't get James Harden, but they get – maybe they get a Van Fleet-type guy. You know, something like that. There you go. I could see him easily still going to Houston. You know, maybe like the Pacers, something like mm-hmm. that. He he just has a million different places yep. to go. Rumor just dropped. The Heat might be among the suitors to land Harden. Interesting. I don't like it. I don't – I'm not a big fan of that either. Not a big fan of that either. Um, I think I think the the 
the team to watch truly is the Lakers for Brooke Lopez. And I think that's not that's that's a legitimate thing. Rumor is they would do their I had it pulled up. I mean, let me get it pulled back up, y'all. It was their yeah, their two point four million non tax mid level exception they would use on him. So two twelve point four. So twelve point four million, that's around what people are probably gonna pay him. Um plus he would be a you know, he'd be in a, on a contender. Brooke Lopez is probably going to go to a contender. Yeah. He's not – you're not getting a payday, so might as well no. go to a, a championship squad. Um, and the Lakers are – I mean, we made the conference finals. We should we should consider that at least. I mean, if I was him, that's what I'd do at this point. Damn. Sign one-year contracts, go get two rings in the next four years. Dude, man, yeah. Then yeah. retire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can make a championship impact on a lot of teams. All right. Last two, Kyle Kuzma. Is out there. What's a what's a team that you think he goes to? Man, I think he goes to the Kings. Ooh, all right. That's a good fit. That's a good fit. I think he goes to the Spurs. I, I do like that. I think he I goes to the like Spurs. That. I think Pop is going to land a guy like Kyle. That'd be a good good guy to get around Victor Wembanyama. I think offensive skill set. My favorite thing for the Spurs would be bringing in Austin Reeves. <laughs> oh, if they get in Austin Reeves. Apparently, the Lakers are going to ma- match any offer for Austin, even if it's a max offer sheet. So, I was like, ooh, that's a lot of money, but okay. Um, D'Angelo Russell, where do you think he goes? Man, I know, I've know i seen this on Twitter, and I agree with it. The Bulls. With mm. Lonzo being out, I think that's the team that – you know, because uh, apparently the rumor is, too, his trade value is just diminishing every day. D. Oh, Yeah. Which I mean, so dude, yeah, he, he was he was expected to make near thirty million. Now then he's not breaking twenty, bro. No, if the Bulls can bring him in, give him maybe right at twenty eighteen, yeah, for one year, I could easily see that. And then mm-hmm. maybe next year he, you know, he proves a little bit. And the next year he ring chases or yep. something. I think I think honestly, I think the Lakers might resign him. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And I think one I team to watch see. is I think the Celtics might be in this in this little race. They just got rid of Smart. Brogdon apparently has got this injury. They need a point guard. I know they're loaded with offensive skill players, and that defense might be absolutely terrible if they get him. But I think that'd be a fun fit. I mean, people people forget D'Lo is a really good passer, and oh, yeah. I mean, I know his defense is honestly just hard to watch. I'm a Lakers fan. I had to watch it during these playoffs. Um, but offensively, he's got a skill set, and if he's around a JT, that's you know, going to be taking a lot of weight off of you, a JB that's going to take just, KP now. Just don't let him go ISO, man. No, God, no. no. Oh, my God, it's so hard to watch. It, you can actually, the like. contested middies make me want to no, jump off dude, a bridge, bro. That just hit the backboard and no rim. <laughs> oh, it's so but bad. It's like you can scheme him up, you know, to set some screens for that. He can be a decent shooter. Like, yeah. You can get 18 points out of him. Dude, you know what yeah. I mean? 20 yeah. maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's. You're he okay has with that. some value, but mm-hmm. yeah, eighteen, twenty million a year max. Yeah, and that's he's yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking around too. Well, that'll do it for our free agency talk. We got a little bit of NFL talk we want to get through too. Um, we'll kind of speed through this, not keep y'all for too much longer. We'll start this with a heavy heart though. Um, rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. He sadly passed away in a drowning accident. Um, Arkansas uh, quarterback played in the NFL as well. Uh, we just want to send our condolences out to his family and stuff. Very sad thing to see former player like that pass away. Only 35. 35 years old. He's crazy. Crazy. Drowning accident in Florida is like, wow. And I swear. You like, never know. It's weird, too, because, like, 
you see them when they're 18, 19. I swear Ryan Mallett in my head was like 45. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't think he's this old, and then you, you find out, and you never know when your day is. So just rest in peace and sending our condolences out to his family and stuff. Um, all right, but let's get into the talks of these two players that are just swirling around the free agency market. We've had to hear about them for the last freaking month, and they still don't know where they're going to go. I'm sick and tired of hearing about these guys' names as if they're superstars still. Um, they're still stars and can make big impacts on teams, so I don't want to disrespect them too much. DeAndre, no, whoa, 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 whoa. DeAndre Hopkins, there it is, and Dalvin Cook are on the free agency market. So, Red. Start with D Hop first. What team would you consider the favorites to land him? I think the favorite, and man, I'm giving myself half a pat on the back because mm-hmm. <laughs> I brought him up during the trade deadline, mm-hmm. and I was just too early. <laughs> I think the Patriots <laughs> could make a move, man. And look, I know they just re-signed DeAndre, but they or, got I the mean, money, Devonte Parker. Yeah. Well, if you look the way they structured it, if I'm not wrong. They actually set it up to where in 2023 they have a little bit more space. Oh, now. they pushed the money back. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that tells me, you know, they might be trying to make another move real quick. Yeah. So I could easily see them. If not, I could honestly see him going to Tennessee. Yeah. Just because they have some cap space. And, dude, their receiving court is, oh, my gosh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel really Traylon Burks is going to be – if they don't do something, he'll turn into one of them guys people say is a bust when really he was just never supposed to be a number one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I do know what you mean. And then I, I, some people have mentioned this. I could see it, but they just have so many receivers, man. I could see him going to the Browns, having that Deshaun Watson reunion. I, I've seen that a lot too. I really do have I've seen that a lot. And um, then, which I mean, they have a lot of receivers, but also – if you're the Browns, you have to make it work, Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not getting out of this. Mm-mm. So you have to – if you have to move some stuff around, you know, if that's what really is going to make him more comfortable, screw it. Yeah. Because at this point, you're locked in with him. Yep. And, you know, Dalvin Cook, I think the obvious pick is Miami. You know, that's the big rumor. A sleeper, man, mm-hmm. I can see Baltimore getting him. Ooh. I like that fit a lot. Ooh. I like that a lot, Catching too. Catching some swing routes, you know. I haven't seen that one, actually. J.K. So. Dobbins is in there. Hmm. Maybe he only gets 200 carries, you yeah. know, 40, 50 catches. I really like that. I like that a lot, honestly. Um, I'm going to – I'll go. St- I'll start with my D-hop. Uh, I think you're right. I think the Patriots are the favorites. Um, they make the most sense, too, you know. Mm. I mean – they have a terrible receiving core as well, and they need a guy uh, that can kind of be a leader for that team. Maybe maybe he's not the superstar he once was, but he's still a star in this league um, and still can make an impact. I think a team to watch because of all these rumors about, you know, some some turmoil out there in Buffalo. I think the Bills might be in that, that, that play too. Just because, I mean, why not add D-Hop to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis? I mean, yeah. they would become the – Best three, that'd be one of the best receiving trios in the league, if not the best. Who's that other dude they got? Khalil Shakir. Yeah, yeah. He's not bad, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. And then you just drafted Dalton Kincaid, and you still got Dawson, uh, Dawson Knox. Knox. That would be an unbelievable receiving core. And you see it work for the teams like the 49ers. So, 
No, I really would not be too shocked. I do think the Browns are a sleeper as well, just because of the D Hop stuff. Um, and this I, dude, if they did, that would be him and Amari would be fun. And Elijah Moore in the slot. Oh, that's right. And God. you still got Donovan Peoples Jones. Mm-hmm. That that's low key. That turns into maybe a top five receiving. Play. Yeah, I think that's a, g- a very good point. I like that too. Um, when it comes to D- Dalvin, uh, I agree. I think he will be a Dolphin. Sooner rather than later. I don't think that's going to take too much longer. But I do think the one team to watch is the New York Jets, man. Okay. I think the Jets might be in there. I don't think it's smart. I think you ride the Brees Hall train and expect him to be back. These kids come back from ACLs like they're nothing anymore. Hell, their ACLs are stronger than they were before yeah. uh, the tear at this point. And, I mean, you got Michael Carter. Yeah, who Carter's at worst is an average runner. Yeah, and he's not, he's not bad. Exactly. <laughs> he can hold it down if he has to for the first three or four games. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think that's, yeah. Um, those are the few teams I thought of off the top of my head. Um, I really like the Baltimore one, though, because, I mean – it seems like they're going to be changing that offense up with Todd Munkins, and they love multiple running backs in that, that Munkin offense. So um, I would not be surprised to see maybe him say, you know, I'm going to go play with Lamar. I'm expecting a lot from Lamar this year. Um, all right. Uh, well, well, you know, we're going to skip these last, these other two. They are kind of kind of not fun topics. Plus, we're, we're, we're kind of getting a little – um, over the time here, so let's, uh, let's. In short, if you're in the NFL, don't gamble. You gamble on NFL games. Don't gamble. You either have a serious gambling addiction that you can't help, or you're just a complete dumbass. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, brother. Either way, get help. Get please. help. Yeah, that's and that's the truth, though. Gambling addiction is not a joke either. Yes, so. like in all seriousness, like I don't see how it's not one of those two. Yeah, because I just unless you have an addiction, I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't feel bad for you then. Exactly. If you're if you're just that dumb, man. I mean, it's it's like the freaking UFC with them getting that that coach getting busted for he was running an illegal illegal betting operation in like a different country, and he was training fighters. And when his fighters would be hurt, they just like, hey, lose. We'll go bet that you're gonna lose, and we'll give you the money. Yeah, and then they got busted because one of their guys was a favorite. Um, and they knew it was hurt going into it, and a funnel of money came in like an hour before the fight for the other guy to, to win by knockout in the first round, and he lost by knockout in the first round. So, so they Ooh. they got paid out, and then they investigated it. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry, don't feel bad for you at this point. Um, uh, but seriously though, um, if they have an addiction or anyone does, get help, bro. It's a it's a real thing. Um, but let's talk about it. Uh, we're gonna end this NFL talk with a little bit of a a, a question to lead into this season. You know, uh, we got a long off season still right ahead of us. We're still not even in training camp yet, but we're about to get there. So, what's three underperforming teams from last year that will make will that will make that major step forward, dude? So, you know, when I took major step forward. Into consideration, I want. I did it in like the context of where they were last year. No, yeah, you know. Now, I didn't, I'm not asking. Yeah. they don't have to be a championship or even a playoff team. Yeah, number one, I might be higher on them. I just I've loved almost every single thing they've done in the off season. The Texans. Mm. I think the Texans, if they went eight and nine, I wouldn't be that surprised. I'm mm. going to be honest. Okay. If they finished, I mean, 
if they finish second in that division, would that surprise you over over Tennessee and the Colts? <sighs> It wouldn't, wouldn't surprise be, me, I man. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, seven seven uh, wins I think is really doable for them. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not going to go over it, but I've loved almost every move they've made. D'Amico Ryans I think is going to be awesome. Yes. And then um, Chicago I think is another team who's going like to take that. a big step. I like that. Well, I really – I think they're set up to as long as Justin Fields is even 20% – Better as if he's twenty percent better as a passer than mm-hmm. he was last year. I think the way they made some defensive signings and stuff, you get DJ Moore in there. You know they draft um they draft Roshan Johnson, who I think can actually be like yeah. a part of that offense. Yeah, so they're set up to make you know they're set up that division's going to be. I don't know if I'd call it better overall. Aaron Rodgers is out, but it's not like the Packers were great anyway. Mm-hmm. But the division is kind of up there for you to get that second seed if you want it in the division. And then, um, man, look, a sleeper on this, mm. the Patriots. Mm. I, if you tell me the Patriots finish second in their division next year, I nah. would not be surprised, man. Look, they're one, wow. t- they're one like Tua it. injury away from going 10-7. and seven. I'll say that. Yeah. One Tua injury away from sweeping Miami. Yep. And then I don't think they're going to get swept by every other team in their division. Mm. You know what I mean? And say you get D-Hop. That changes a lot. Yeah, and even if you don't, I think just having somewhat of an offensive coordinator for real is going to make a difference. Yeah, well, oh, my gosh, yeah. You know yeah. what it is. And then, you know, this is kind of, I guess, an extra sleeper. If everyone's healthy, I think the Rams could mm. be in the wild card conversation. I, Low on the Rams. <laughs> I am beyond low. On if the Rams. everybody's healthy, which is going to be a long shot. Yep. I just think that division is tough too. Yeah. But um, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not big on the Rams. My teams, I think easily. I'm starting with this team because they underperformed mainly due to coaching. Starting with the Broncos. I think they're going to make a major like step that. forward. I think they're going to. I think they're going to finish second in their division. Um, not going to take them over the Chiefs. Never going to do that. Um, not going to take over, them over the chance. The Chargers. That, that's the one team. That's the one team. But I'm, I'm, I'm not the Brandon Anybody Staley. But Staley, that's man. What I'm saying. Anybody. We, but we are Staley. done with Staley. So I can't. I, I'm a Sean Payton. Lo- uh, he's my. He's my old coach, man. I, I respect Look, him. So I'm real, taking him over Staley. Real quick, we got to do this real quick. Okay. All right. You get one pick for the next three years. Dennis Allen or Staley. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take Dennis. I'm going to take Dennis. I mean. Because Dennis doesn't do the stupid at stuff. At least you know you're going to have a great defense. You're going to have a good defense, <laughs> and you're not going to do the stupid things he does going forward on fourth and yeah. five on your with, side of the with, field. If you have Dennis, I feel like you can at least bring in a experienced veteran yeah. assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could bring in some good coordinators and stuff, yeah. Okay, uh, I just had to do that. that that's a good man, question, though. Brandon Staley is just – I just don't get it. I, he's, a, he's a good coach. It's just the stupid things I can't get behind, man. Well, he's you know? just been set on a pedestal, man. Yeah. Like, he's been – they're rolling out the carpet for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. what else do you need if you're a head coach? Dude, yeah, and that, that roster-wise, it's like, all right, Brandon. You've had it. You've had the. I mean, they went ten and seven last year, man. I mean, so 
Ooh, that's gonna be tough. I think they'll be better than I don't know if they'll be better. Ten and seven is tough to beat. Um, but yeah, I got Broncos taking number two in that division. I think they take a major, uh, major step forward. I think this other team. Uh, I was gonna pick another team in this division, but they also finished ten and seven. So I don't think they're gonna make a much, much bigger step because it's hard to make a bigger step, a massive step uh, forward from ten and seven. Um, I think the Browns in that division are going to be the team that makes a step forward. I was going to say the Ravens, but they were 10 and seven. So it's like, how much better can they, how much better are they going to get? So I'm going to say the Browns. I think the Browns uh, are going to be better than people expect. I'm not saying they were seven and 10 last year. So 10 and seven is a major step forward. If Deshaun is, is good. (laughs) And he just 50%, 20% better than he was last year. He was, not good last year, you know, for when he came in. Plus, he has this all, whole offseason now to kind of get this team under his belt, get these players under his belt. He understands now what he can do with this offense. I feel like it'll be a little bit better. So, I think the Browns will take a big step forward. The, the only thing that scares me about the Browns is mm-hmm. you get rid of Kareem Hunt. That is Say weird. Nick Chubb, you know, mm. he's going to get a huge workload. Was, dude, did you see what he was lifting the other day, bro? Oh, dude. You're going to break your knees, man. Like, he, I think back. he, if you told me, <sighs> someone told me they thought he was the best running back overall in the league, I might agree with him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue too much. Like, overall, it's like, I, I could definitely That's see it. Dude, but fantasy legend, fantasy dude, legend. If he's, you know, going to be that workload this mm-hmm. year, if Deshaun hasn't improved that much since last year, and then, you know, Chubb is getting that workload, mm-hmm. and he goes down. I could easily see this team like being bad real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I, I I hear that. But if Deshaun is, you know, seventy five percent of what he was in Houston, yeah, and Nick Chubb stays healthy, and they get something out of uh, some other running backs, and their defense is going to be better. So, oh yeah, so I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but I just I got a feeling about the Browns. That was also Nolan. That's Nolan's thoughts too. He he likes the Browns a lot. Um, but this these I was down to two teams when it came to this last one. I'm gonna say both of them, only because one of them technically underperformed last year, and I I'm I like them. I like them this year. I don't. I think they still finished third in their division because I like the other two teams in their division too above them that were above them last year. I think the Packers are gonna take a step forward with Jordan Love. I think they will. I think I like it. eight and nine last year. I would not be surprised if maybe they cracked ten. You know, and and we're talking. I'm talking about big steps. This isn't even about records, too. I'm just seeing talking about like just if you're coming from Aaron Rodgers to 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 Jordan Love, a two game change from an all time great to a kid that's never played yeah. significant minutes. That's a that's a big step in my opinion. So if you can get to ten wins, that's that's pretty massive. Oh yeah. And, and I think the Lions are still somehow going to get number two in the division, and I think the Vikings will win the division. Maybe the Lions win that division. I'm not too sure, but I, I it's like I, I had a, I wanted to throw the Packers in there, and then another team. I think that's a, it's honestly a sleeper this year, um, and honestly could win my division is the Falcons. I could see it. Man. That offense is. Legit. That offense is fun to watch. It's legit. And if Kyle Pitts starts playing like people think he can and Drake London can stay healthy and play like people think he can, it's a lot of it's a lot of on paper right now for the Falcons. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Kyle Pitts looks like a great player, but he really hasn't produced yet. You know, Drake London would had a lot of good moments last year, but he didn't 
you know, produced mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Bijan Robinson is probably going to be an all-time running back if he can yeah. stay healthy and and do what he did in college. You know, Cordell Patterson. That's Tyler Algier. Algier, dude. Yeah, they're talking about how amazing he was last year. You know, and I think Ritter's. I got to see what Ritter can do. I don't think he's. He, I don't know. Ritter, I, I'm so on the fence on Ritter. I do kind of like them bringing in Heineke. That's Dude, not yeah. a bad floor. It is. It is. Yeah, exactly. If, if Ritter is just not, is not the guy, you still got, you still got him to maybe still got a top, jump down to him. Stop. Top. Maybe 35 quarterback in the league. No. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And uh, I think, you know, well, they were seven and 10 last year. The team, the, the teams beat each other up last year. I think the Tampa Bay takes a massive step backwards. Mm. I don't think they're going to be good at all. And I think Carolina will be around what they were ten and seven. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know how much worse they'll be with Bryce at the home. But were they ten and seven? I mean, seven and ten, seven and ten. My fault. No, <laughs> no team was over five hundred in our division <laughs> last year. Eight and nine was the best. Like, Damn, bro, they were good. We were they should have so kept bad. Sam. They were so bad last year. The division division was so bad. But I, the Falcons are just an interesting team for me. I saw them on a list, the top ten. Um, Offenses and their uh, offenses uh, on paper, and they were number ten. And I was like, yeah. like at first I was like, no way. And then I was like, I looked at them. I was like, those are some good players, man. That's a that's a good on paper. That's a pretty nasty. They brought offense. in uh, Scotty Miller. Yeah, and their offensive line's pretty legit. You know, they filled out some holes too, and their defense is their biggest thing right now too for them. So um, I just gotta I gotta think. I don't know. Falcons are interesting. I hate the Falcons, but from yeah. a, from a unbiased standpoint, they've done some really good things this offseason, so I, I would not be surprised if they take a massive step forward. All right, brother. That's going to yes, do sir. it for us, my man. Another episode in the uh, in the belt. Um, another great one. 34. Next one, 35. That's, that 35 is a big one, huh? Keep oh, yeah. this thing moving, bro. Um, so you got anything else to say, bro? You got anything else to say? Man. Hakuna Matata. Dang right. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Y'all know how to contact us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Nate Dog Productions on YouTube and uh, Facebook, Nate Dog Sports and Productions on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be posting clips from this, hopefully, and uh, um, and hopefully we'll be start getting more content out to you. Um, we're in the process of job searching and job placements. So we're, we're all, we're all kind of going to figure out how the future of this all is going to work out sooner rather than later. So um, keep your eye on that. I'll let everyone know, but you know, go follow us, keep your eyes out for all the content. We're going to keep producing y'all. Um, and as always, we hope y'all enjoyed episode 34 of the pound perspective presented by Nate Doug sports. Thanks again for listening to the pound perspective. A breath of fresh sports.